Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. I want to talk about this suggestion, though, in uh, some of the papers, it was in the, the Independent actually yesterday. Would you like to see some land from parks, public parks in Dublin, repurposed for housing? This is the suggestion from businessman Pascal Taggart. He says about 10% of the capital's 4,500 acres of public parks, we're talking now about the likes of the Phoenix Park, Marley Park, Malahide Castle, St Anne's Park as well, that that could be used to create housing. In fact, housing for 80,000. And as he says, teachers, guards, nurses and firefighters. So specifically for the frontline workers. And I want to hear your thoughts on this today. The WhatsApp, you can drop me a voice note, 87 106. Labour councillor in Dublin, Dermot Lacey, is on the line. Dermot, is it a good suggestion from Pascal Taggart? Uh, hi, Andrea, and so happy new year to you and all your listeners. Look, we're in the middle of a housing crisis, and my view on this is that while I'm instinctively against uh, disposing of any parts of Republic Parks. I think we need to look at every suggestion that's made by anybody to see, you know, is there a germ of an idea in this? Is there some aspect of, of this that can work? And I use an example of the estate that I live in myself. Uh, there were two green unused spaces within the middle of the estate. And today there are, I think there are Dublin City Council houses on one side and there's nine affordable houses built through a local co-op on the other side. So, I, I, I'm for giving this idea a hearing, uh, while well, sceptical as to whether or not we can do it. It's also worth noting that most of the land that, that uh, Pascal is talking about is actually outside the, the city area, it's in the county area. But I, I really don't, don't want to nitpick. I want to see is there something in this that we can do. I, I've always said that resolving the housing crisis is a bit like putting a jigsaw together. There are loads of different parts. We need more affordable housing. We need more social housing. I think this particular idea that Pascal has spoken about of key worker housing is a particular need for, 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 the, for the city. And we should look at this. But maybe we should look at public buildings that could be used for this purpose. And I've highlighted on numerous times before the scandal of the closed Bagel Street Hospital that's sitting in the middle of Dublin for owned by the state, owned by the HSC, that could be a place that we could start. But I've met Pascal and I said, look, let's keep talking. Let's look at what way uh, we can develop more housing. And if there's something in this, well, we'll, we'll deal with it. OK, so so this suggestion today, you think we sh- you think that policymakers should look at it quite seriously then, Dermot? I think policymakers should look at every single suggestion that's made in relation to housing. And part of the trouble we have in this country, Andre, in a whole range of issues, is that somebody raises an issue, people instinctively say, oh, no, no, that's terrible, that's not going to work. I think we need to be grown up about this. We need to look at all ideas that are put forward in housing. I I had a motion uh, passed by the Education Training Board a few months ago is suggesting that we look at putting accommodation on the roofs, uh, you know, an extra floor over our schools and colleges across the city that could provide some accommodation for teachers. We need to look at everything. We're not going to solve this, this housing crisis if we don't 
identify as many solutions as possible okay. and then implement as many solutions as possible. Stay with us, Dermot. I've John Moran on the line as well. John is um, the former chair of the Land Development Agency. John, like, do you agree with Dermot? Should we give Pascal Taggart's suggestion today to zone or basically give over some of our public lands and public parks across the capital city to housing for frontline workers? Is it the right move, John? Well, I guess there's two parts to, to what I see he's proposing, right? The first is that in terms of affordable housing, we give priority to frontline workers and people that need to be close to their, their work so that they can get there quickly without lack of use. And I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I remember in the old days, we used to build nursing housing on the on the lands of actually our hospitals. And I think it was much appreciated, but it seems to have fallen um, away as an idea. So I think that part of it is a good idea. When it comes to the parklands, I mean, I'm sure there's everybody out there looking across at a tree and saying, you know, we want to keep our park. So I think that that has the potential to be a lot more difficult. Um, but I suppose it really comes back to how do we use state land? And that was, as you know, the agency that I was chair of. Yeah. That was a very important part of our initial role was to look at all the land the state owns, which includes parklands. It includes, you know, um, land around hospitals. It would include the you know, unused site. And, and the, the local authority needs to decide what works best. I mean, I'm not sure Pascal is suggesting that we take 10% of Stephen's Green, you know, to build frontline housing on it because he probably sees Stephen's Green as a well-manicured and a nice amenity. Well, he, he, do, he, he does cite, John, the likes of um, the Phoenix Park. I think Marley Park's been mentioned, St. Allen's Park. Yeah, and all of these areas are so large that there is spare capacity in, 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 in those areas. But but we have to kind of look at what the what the primary purpose of that land. And frankly, if we're building on parkland, we should have a have a have a have a, a another budget to replace the parkland. Right? There should be a percentage of parkland available to all residents of Dublin city. So as you're adding more people into the city, arguably you need more parkland, not less. But that's not to say that some parkland, if we call it that our land that is, is green at the moment is, is underutilized or not used for the right purpose. You know, so, so that's why an agency like the Land Development Agency, working with the local authorities, has to take a holistic view across it. And, you know, there's another way of achieving the same purpose. I mean, if the LDA was to increase its density on all of the, pro- of the projects it does by 10%, we might get close to the same number that, that Pascal actually wants to get without taking away parkland. You know, and I, I did notice he wanted to keep the woodland part of the parkland. And I worry that in many of the areas where we most need amenities, the reason we don't have woodlands and trees on the green areas is because of underinvestment by the state in amenities for the people living in those areas. And, and historically, they're the people with the, the least large backyards and, and gardens of their own. So, so that balance is really important to get right. It's okay. not as simple as, as you might suggest. Public land, John, should we be using it in a different way, though? I mean, you know, given the constant pressures on our housing system, um, the lack of housing, I mean, even to to bring in the conversation about, you know, immigration as well. But like, should we now be turning to the public lands that are there and saying maybe they need to start serving a different purpose? Yeah, I mean, I I think, look, that was the reason the LTA was set up. I mean, I, I am a bit concerned watching the way the mission of the LDA has moved, I suppose, because of the current crisis, more into the delivery of housing than hearing them, you know, producing large plans for for public lands with the with the other state agencies. And and I mean, even here in Limerick, before Christmas, they introduced a 
a, a, a proposal for conversation, one of their lands there, which is just lying idle at the moment. But the density seems too low. I mean, you know, the density recommended even by Limerick Authority is higher than what the LDA is proposing for the state land. So I think when we look at how we use state land, they have a huge potential, particularly in, in city areas, to be the catalyst for regeneration of, of areas, for bringing more customers to shops that are struggling and things like that. And I think how we look at those public lands was really a key part of of what was missing in the way the state goes, because we allow developers to come with their ideas. We allow no disrespect to Pascal, but, you know, he's thrown out an idea. Uh, how does that match up to the development plan? I mean, the state needs to do a better top-down planning on this and, and actually use the lands for what we need them best. And if that's housing, that's fine. But, you know, we sometimes have put public housing on some of the most valuable you know, amenities that, that, the, that the communities need. So, so it needs to have the right balance because in every decision, there are winners and there are losers and, and we need to weigh those up very carefully. Yeah, I want to hear from residents, you know, living in, in Dublin city centre as well, people currently looking for housing and those that would benefit from Pascal Taggart's suggestion, the, the frontline workers, the guards, the teachers and the nurses out there. 87 106 is the number. Um, Hugh Wallace, Director of, of Douglas Wallace Architects, is on the line. Hugh, are you in favour of handing over some public space within our city's parks to house frontline workers? Absolutely not. Why? I, t- I tell you what, because it's not needed. The issue we have at the moment isn't land. The actual issue is the ability to deliver housing. And they, all the councils have brownfield sites, derelict buildings. And if you drive around the city, there are so many opportunities. And they are the ones that should be the first to be redeveloped and deliver a proper housing strategy. So if you take it off the South Circular Road, you have the old uh, players factory and all that land behind it which is now getting regenerated. But that's 20 years in the making. And you, the parkland that we have is already undersized for the scale and the size of the population of Dublin. And there is much more appropriate land available to actually deliver housing. And it, it goes back, and I think what the previous speaker talked about is very important, that there is an overall arching plan to deliver housing for Ireland because there's going to be another million people in the country Mm. in 20 years and we can't even deal with where we are and we're building houses in the wrong location not a single semi-detached house should be put in the field not one (laughs) <laughs> Not one. Right. There is no need. So for then, one. well, we we talk about the you know the different types of houses that we need, and and I think in this proposal, Pascal's suggestion is around, um, isn't it? Two bedroom apartments. I, I saw mentioned eight hundred square yeah, foot two bedroom two bedroom yeah. apartments. Um, yeah. You know, so I mean, like, why why not have more city centre living, livable cities? Well, you have it in every other but, European but city. He, but he he made some very. The, the schools are established, the colleges are established, the walking distance is there, the public transportation is there. You have amenities on the doorstep, which are the parks. And and I think that that's very important. It's about the quality of the parks. So if you go to Blanchardstown, Donamaid, um, Tala, you have these sort of green fields, which are supposedly parks. Mm. They aren't parks. 
There are no amenities. There's not a seat to sit on. So I, I just think that we need to go back and understand that the issue isn't land. The actual issue is the delivery okay. of housing. Well, well, Dermot, you're a, um, a county, you're a councillor in Dublin. Like, then why can't the local authority work to 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 expedite and and to use the public properties and lands that you have? Like, leave the parks alone. Well, there's two points. First of all, I, I largely agree with what both John and Hugh have both said. Uh, we do need an overarching plan. The answer to your question, uh, Andre, is very simple. Uh, the Department of Housing and Local Government is the biggest block to developing the city. It's the biggest block to local authorities delivering on housing supply. It's the biggest block to us rejuvenating flat complexes across the city. If we are to seriously start delivering the sort of city that I want to see, and I think you and John want to see, we have to seriously dismantle and rebuild the Department of Housing and Local Government. Because as I've repeatedly said over the last 20 to 30 years, that department is institutionally incapable of delivering the sort of structures that we need to deliver housing and proper local government. And it might seem like a very simplistic thing to say, but I've seen that department incrementally damaging local government and incrementally increasing the bureaucracy for delivering housing. In the what, by re- because of the removal of powers from, from county councillors? Re- removal of powers, uh, increasing bureaucracy, okay. the new planning and development bill is a disaster for future planning in the okay. city. And so there's been no real public debate on that. That's how we deliver housing in this country. In my own estate, Andre, and I'll finish on this, in my own estate, I'm three sites, two greenfield and one small brownfield site. We've delivered 40 new houses in the estate I live in, in the middle of Donnybrook, Dublin 4. If it can do that in the most expensive land in the country, you can do it absolutely everywhere. Some, and the biggest block to delivering those was the department. Some of the, the listener reaction to this, leave the parks alone, says this texter, build up the way to house the growing population. It's not like Dublin has architecture on par with Paris or Prague. Most of the buildings and streets in Dublin, they're actually quite ugly. Demolish them. Build high-rise apartment blocks, more parking spaces also needed as well, or more park space, public park space I should say, is needed for extra people. So is that the alternative you build up? Well it is build up, but it's like grab all the brownfield sites and derelict buildings. Drive around any any street in Dublin and you'd be blown away. If you drive down uh, Exchequer Street and and even sort sort of drive down Angel Street, there's a bank of buildings sitting there rotting. And to me, I, I just can't comprehend the inability to take vacant sites all over our city mm. and build on them. And there are roadblocks. Carl is on the line as well, Hugh. Carl, do you think we should build homes in council parks for frontline workers? And. Uh, 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 on the face of it, I would say no. I suppose, why would we even need to, to go there? Why would we look at invading on a public community to build housing? Is it because we see this as a quick solution and that it's far too troublesome to do the infill that you and others talk about? And of course, land is at a premium in this country for residential and many other uses. But logically, we have to build up. And is parkland the right place to build up with high density? Is this just a short-term measure? You know, where does it end? Is it constitutionally legal to build housing for one cohort of the population only? Can we do that? 
Yeah, well, no, it's funny. No, no, yeah, no, normally the conversation what? is usually around um, social and, and and public housing rather than actually prioritising yeah. frontline workers for for housing. Yeah. What what about you, Alan? Do you think like now is the time for just more dramatic proposals? Well, I I'd have to, I fully agree with what you were saying about utilising all the areas within Dublin city centre at the moment. Like we have the Carlton site on a commentary that's being derelict with a boarding in front of it for, I don't know, 30 years now with nothing built on it. But to go near the parks, absolutely not. And like, I'm sort of a bit perplexed with the phrase of frontline workers getting priority for housing. Because how do we define frontline workers? I'm a public transport driver. Yeah. And I only found out, I found out during the pandemic I was a frontline worker. I didn't know that. You know, but like, how do you, where does it stop? I know. Like, we should be, like, it, I heard one of you other call one before you said that we should be looking from the top down approach. I, I, no, I think we should be going from a bottom up approach. If you're going to be looking at housing and the premium, the city centre, utilise all the places that's already derelict there. Fine, go for that. But we have around the city limits and further out, we have greenfield sites there that are not the same cost as in Dublin. But to do that, you put transport in force, you put skills in force, you put all the amenities in, in play before you put a brick on the ground. It's not a hard thing to do. It's, it's city planning done all across Europe does this for us. You start off with the transport plan. Then you get your utilities and your amenities in there. But go in your parks. God's sake, that's, that's, that's an amenity for, for the next generation to come. And if we start taking away parts of our parks now, we'll never get them back. And yeah, you we... was right. I, like, I, I grew up around, uh, I grew up in the city centre, but I, I hung around in, in Blanchestown and places that they're not parks. The green fields that have been just, uh, they put a set of goalposts up in it and then they call it a park. <laughs> yeah. That's not a park. We were all very, we were all huge fans of the parks uh, during COVID when everybody oh, yeah. was looking for, you know, some green green space within whatever, two well, or five kilometres of their front Phoenix door. Park, Phoenix yeah. Park is such a beautiful environment and to encroach and put houses on parts of that, I think it's 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 a shame it's even being put up as a as a as, a, as an idea. There's a lot of a lot of people getting in touch about this today. Ed says our our main parks they are the lungs of our cities. I totally disagree with any suggestion to build on them, and I'm sure it uh, it could lead to um, building creep creeping upwards as well. Another texter says absolutely not. We should never touch our public parks. They're for all of the people of the city, and they should be sacred. We should actually protect the public parks, com- parks completely. Keep them coming into us. 87 106 We'll come back to this a little bit later in the programme. But Dermot, John, Hugh, Carl and Alan, thanks a million for getting in touch with us. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.